What's up, y'all? It's Drewski, and I've teamed up with Mountain Dew to produce a hilarious new basketball podcast called The Dew Zone with Drewski. Learn the backstories of your favorite ballers and celebrities like Jamal Murray. Did you have, like, a favorite team? Was it the Raptors at the time or no? Was the Raptors even started around that time? Come on, bro. I ain't that old, fam. <laughs> You're talking like I'm 50. Taylor Rooks, Asia Wilson, and many more. You won't want to miss this. Listen to The Do Zone with Drewski on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. Today's episode of the Chase Thomas podcast could be sponsored by you, the listener, by heading on over to patreon.com slash Chase Thomas writer. There you can become a patron and support the show as I continue to grow, keep the website up to date, um, keep you informed with everything that I'm doing right now, and uh, eventually get a facelift for the website. Um, Every little bit helps, helps keep the lights on, all that good stuff. So again, just head on over to patreon.com slash Chase Thomas writer and uh, become a patron today. Um, also, check out chasethomaspodcast.com. It's uh, my site where you can learn a little about me, uh, get a, a direct link to every single episode, um, all that good stuff. You can also read all of my work. I'm basically writing there every day. Um, the schedule that I have right now for uh, my writing on the site is on Sundays. I'm doing an ATL sports column. Um, kind of traditional in that sense, depending on what's going on in Atlanta sports that week. On Mondays, I am doing a 30 things on the NBA um, that I'm excited about because the NBA is coming back soon. Uh, Tuesdays, I'm doing a Monday Night Raw recap and review. Uh, Wednesday, I am doing a SmackDown Live uh, review. On Thursdays, I am doing a Throwback Thursday, so I'll watch a game because I like watching old highlights. I like watching like 1998 Minnesota Vikings versus like the Dallas Cowboys on Thanksgiving, things like that, where Randy Moss went off. Um, so I'm going back, watching old games, uh, and I will be writing about them as if they are happened right now and all that good stuff. On Fridays, I'm doing a nobody ass mailbag where I uh, just I have a lot of questions and a lot of thoughts on sports, and I can turn them into questions, and uh, I'm going to write about them in a nobody asked mailbag. So you can find that on Fridays. On Saturdays, it's, um, it's just a Saturday morning thought, so things I, w- I thought about during the week that I just want to write about and uh, mixed in with all of that, uh, just other kinds of articles like when I wrote about Bruno Caboclo and why it's interesting that the Houston Rockets are taking a chance on it more. Jimmy Butler and his rumored flirtation with uh, the Lakers and why um, he might be a better fit for uh, Kawhi Leonard instead of LeBron James and uh, all that good stuff. So uh, other articles um, spread out throughout the week all that good stuff, but you can find all of that by going to chasethomaspodcast.com. Uh, don't forget, there's a lot of ways you can listen. Spotify is a popular one now, so you can find the Chase Thomas Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, um, Google Play, uh, everything else that you could possibly think of, uh, CastBox, um, just uh, all kinds of great stuff. So Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, SoundCloud, of course. Uh, but yeah, just search Chase Thomas Podcast. And you can find it. And if you are an Apple Podcast listener, uh, it'd be great if you could leave the show a reading and a review. Um, it's just, it's important uh, with the way iTunes works. So it'll help other people find the show, help the show continue to grow. Um, so that'd be great. So if you, uh, if you are an uh, Apple Podcast listener, it would be great if you could leave a rating and a review uh, for the show. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at Chase double underscore Thomas. And uh, like the Facebook page at facebook.com slash Chase Thomas Writer. All right, Uncle Darren, 
Let's go. Chase Thomas podcast. The Chase Thomas podcast. <laughs> um, my nephew needs me to record. See, I hate. I already hate it. I hate it. All right. Welcome back to the Chase Thomas podcast. Monday night edition of the podcast. It's week two of the new series on the podcast. So that means Jordan Diarmond's back. You you can read. So if you're listening to this episode, then that means you already knew that Jordan Diarmond's on this episode. But she is back. So I'm telling you again now. Uh, that just happened. That's how we're branding this. Uh, Jordan Diarmond, good evening. How are you? Good evening. I must have not scared you off that much. 10 years. I know it's been a long time since we've seen each other, but hey, the fact that I'm back again, it's like I'm pretty much batting a thousand right now. You're very excited about this. I'm so excited. I've literally got a smile on my face. That might be because the crazy college football weekend that we had, or it might be slightly because I'm here, obviously, on this podcast. All right. Either work. So how was your weekend? What did you get into? Um, Did you actually watch any of Middle Tennessee State and Georgia? I sadly watched the entire thing. Is that, I mean, as a Georgia fan, I feel like you should be wanting to do that just because of how deep the roster is. But um, from the standpoint of just it being a blowout from the very beginning, I mean, Georgia had 42 points in the first half. So it was not necessarily exciting, but Justin Fields threw his first touchdown and uh, a couple other guys really had some standout plays. Tyler Simmons got a touchdown too. If people remember, he's the guy that was called offsides in the national championship game and he was not offsides, but Mm. Mm-hmm. Yes. But uh, yeah, it was a good, I mean, quote, good game, but it was, it was nice. It was a good win. 40, 49, seven Bulldogs. Poor Brent Stockhill was on his back more than he was up upright, but it was a good game. It was a good game. I think that's a little much. I wouldn't use that adjective <laughs> to describe any of these games. Hey, play. Justin Fields got his first throwing touchdown. All right. I will be happy for, from this point on. So it was a good day. Can you send one of them to Notre Dame? Because I don't know uh, if I can watch Brandon Wimbush play quarterback anymore. Yeah, well, I told you that, I, you know, Vandy was my my upset pick just because their defense is always going to be strong. Mm-hmm. And uh, Kyle Shermer has been playing better. But Brandon Wimbush is, I mean, I wouldn't even say he's overrated because he's, he's not even rated. I mean, it, I, he's, it's, it's terrible the fact that Notre Dame doesn't have a better quarterback than Brandon Bush, Wimbush. Well, they have a good pro style guy who's coming in, but I think he redshirted. So there's a guy, I think his name's like Ian something, who's the backup, but he's like a three or two star. So it's not like they have a better option waiting right, things right now. So it's just something that Notre Dame fans are going to have to deal with for a full season. And I just, I don't like, I would be so frustrated because that defense is so good and they're going to keep them in so many games and they have a bunch of talent, but uh, I, I wanted to bring them up for two reasons. One, I wanted to gloat about my, assurance that uh, Notre Dame was not losing at home to Vanderbilt and you were, hey, it was you a were, close game it, Vanderbilt nonsense you so know I'm glad we did that it it could have gone either way I mean could but it? Brandon Brandon Wimbush brings them down like if they would have had anybody else at quarterback that that game would not have been close as it was I agree and that's what's annoying about Notre Dame is I think if you watch them week to week, and I've already watched way too much Notre Dame football this year because um, there's better ways to spend your Saturday afternoon <laughs> than watching Brandon Wimbush try and throw a forward pass. And I, I feel mean, bad because we watched Kelly Bryant. He struggled Saturday and Trevor Lawrence. Um, I think he's Yeah, he got job. hurt. Well, yeah. didn't he get hurt? Yeah, he got hurt and Trevor Lawrence came in there after the second quarter. That was a weird game. I watched the full highs, highlights of that one. And Southern had some cool turnovers and they found a way to stick around a little bit. 
but uh, yeah, Clemson's still pretty good. Uh, yeah, but yeah, but anyways, go ahead, Brandon Wimbush. Wimbush is just—I I just hate like this team is. It, I'm trying to think of like who is the best, uh, just comparison for this Notre Dame team in years past because when you watch them, you're just like, if they had even just a top 25 quarterback in the nation, like this I've, is probably a playoff contender, but because they have nothing there, like just send Felipe Franks to Notre Dame, send somebody. LSU just, last yeah. season with Danny Atling. I feel like that's a comparison. I mean, we are an LSU team in general because their defenses are always so, I mean, explosive, but offensively they never have a guy under center that can really get it done. Um, you know, I'm sure we'll talk about Joe Burrow later because that was one of the greatest not, games all weekend. I will not be talking about uh, LSU this weekend. <laughs> oh, we got to talk about it. I got I LSU as my number six best team in the country after this past week. Are you just the human equivalent of the Associated Poll, Associated Press Poll? Is it no, I want to go. Yeah, they're number six. Yeah, the AP. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I did not even know. I made I made my top ten right after the games. Just, um, I mean, West Virginia didn't even play, and I and still they moved have them. For you. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, some of the teams was just, I mean, you know, we're talking about Notre Dame. I mean, that's just a team that really just did not tickle my fancy. It just, they did that. I I have them at 10. I just don't see them being able to compete. If you talk about the four best teams in the country, the the weaknesses should not be so glaring. And it is for Notre Dame. Like Brandon Wimbush is the weakness. Yeah, and it's uh, it's weird. That's the difference between like college football and pro football is that like if you were starting Brandon Wimbush on like I don't know the Steelers for sixteen games, they're going like four and twelve, and it would just be one of the most annoying things in the world because there's so much talent around him, and you're just right. like, oh god, you can't survive with a bad quarterback in the NFL. In college, you can win like ten games with a bad quarterback if you have enough talent around those guys. Like you brought up LSU, like they're a team that's done that for like a decade. <laughs> Seriously. Um, <laughs> So it's just a weird situation. I would just lose my mind if I was a fan of them. I mean, Jared Sidham threw a pick on his first pass of the game this week, and uh, that I, I'm still not ready to talk about this Auburn game. I, I'll get to it. We'll see how this podcast progresses. I'm ready <laughs> to talk about Auburn LSU. But um, so, give me your top ten. You said you filled it out. I'm yeah, ready. I did. Yeah, I mean, obviously it's Bama and everybody else. I mean, Bama is just on another level. The fact that they're the first team in SEC history to score 50 or more points. And the first three games is impressive in itself. And I mean, some people could say, okay, well, they're playing Louisville, whose defense is like non-existent, uh, you know, and then they played whoever they played last week and then this week. But I mean, Ole Miss is not a terrible team. I mean, they've got a great receiver. They've got an okay quarterback. The fact that it was 62 to seven was just like mind boggling to me. Um, so we thought secondary was going to be an issue and it was the first play of the game. But then it was, you know, Bama all the way. So I have Bama number one. I have Georgia number two, actually, uh, just because I'm really not that impressed yet with Clemson. I just I don't I haven't seen like a consistent. I don't know. So the offense just sometimes seems really sloppy. And and Clemson over the past couple of years, I mean, they lost to Syracuse last year. I think the year before, didn't they have like a weird, really weird loss to either North Carolina State? Was it or something? It was. I, I'm not quite sure. I but lost to Pitt a couple of years ago in a weird game, and Pitt it, did it to Miami last year. I think it was Pitt. I, I could be wrong, but I'm pretty confident because I think it was the Matt Canada year when he was there, and then he got uh, the yeah. LSU job because of that. I want to right. Say. Okay. Well, I mean, so you know, just in years past, it's sort of like that whole Georgia effect when when you 
as a fan, you know, I, when I enter big games, I automatically assume Georgia's going to choke just because it's happened in years past. And that's sort of what I think about Clemson. So I have them at number three, Ohio state at number four, just because of the win over TCU. I mean, it was impressive. Uh, Can I interject here momentarily? Yeah. Yeah. Go for it. I think Ohio state's clearly number two. Why? 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 Uh, well, so if Bosa's healthy, like what he was able to do in this game and disrupt everything, like that defensive line is still just stacked. The secondary is getting older, getting better. They were all freshmen and young last year because they lost Hooker and Lattimore and all those guys, and they were um, starting a lot of young guys, so the defense was not as good. Uh, the defense is back, and uh, Dwayne Haskins is maybe the best quarterback Urban Myers had at Ohio State. Like This is a guy who's just getting better week to week, and I just never felt like they were in jeopardy of losing that game to TCU, and now... There's just so much talent. Like J.K. Dobbins, if he high steps one more time in any of these games, like he's going to get knocked out. But like, uh, well, he almost did get knocked out. Yeah, but he's great, and just I love everything about their offense. And now that they have a quarterback who can actually um, sit in the pocket and not look to run all the time, like J.T. Barrett and guys like that before him, Braxton Miller, like Dwayne Haskins, it seems a lot like the Tua stuff. He's I don't think he's as talented as Tua, but like you see a different dimension when it's like oh. When you have four stars and five stars all around an okay quarterback like both teams have had over the years, like it's still really scary. But like now you insert someone like Haskins who just was threading the needle, just incredibly poised, just it like without their head coach and everything else. And there's so much baggage there. And it's really weird. But I am at the point right now and I'm going to bang this drum until uh, I'm proven incorrect. But I don't think that's where this is going is that uh, it's it's going to be Ohio State and Alabama in the final. I think we're overthinking all of this. I think those two I, are just I just, so good. I, I mean, they're great. I think Dwayne Haskins is uh, an incredible quarterback. I would put him in the same category as maybe a Jake Fromm. I would definitely... Tua is the best quarterback on the best football team. I mean, Tua yep. by far is the best quarterback in college football. So I think that Ohio State's good, but I think defensively there is still some holes in the unit. I mean, like consistency, that's what you want to see. And I feel like this season, I, I don't know. I just, maybe I know it's getting better from week to week. I think this win was important. I think more so special teams is what won them a game. And I think mm -hmm. special teams will win you big games in the playoffs. So um, I definitely have them. I mean, they're definitely a top four team. So I guess, you know, it's all just based on your own opinion, but I, I definitely think they're one of the best teams in the country and they pr proved that this weekend over TCU for sure. Okay, so give me, I think you're on number five. Who is yep, number five, five, Oklahoma. Okay. Uh, Kyler Murray. Uh, he is a, talk about consistency. He's a great quarterback. Um, definitely one of the best quarterbacks in the country. I think with the win this weekend and the way he's been playing over the past couple ga games, I think along with Tua, um, along with Dwayne Haskins, I think he's in the mix for Heisman talk. I mean, would you not agree? Kyler? Oh, for sure. Like, I think Kyler yeah. is just going to go. Like, did you see Baker and uh, Matt Miller of Bleacher Report go at it on Twitter this weekend? No, I did not see that. Fill me in. So Matt Miller, who I like a lot, he has the Stick to Football podcast, good NFL yeah. college guy. And he just tweeted something about like another scout told him like because he made the uh, just kind of a read of like, hey, if you're the Cleveland Browns should you be scared of seeing how well Kyler Murray is playing in Lincoln Riley's system this year. Like maybe Baker was a system guy and all this other stuff. So like in basically the scout said, like I'd be shitting bricks right now if I was Cleveland and yeah. then Baker like saw that 
and went in and they had this back and forth and Matt was like, I'm not saying that's my opinion, but I'm just saying the scout did. And he's like, well, if you're tweeting it out, then you're kind of putting your name to it and all this stuff. And it was, it was clear that Baker was pissed off and uh, Matt just, he didn't even tag Baker. So Baker is uh, vanity searching. Oh yeah. He's definitely, he's, I, you could, we could have both said that. I mean, we both knew that that's what he, he probably searches his name every morning when he gets up on, on Google. Oh, I mean, probably. I mean, he has a tiger. Once you get in the tiger zone, it's anything's possible with Baker. He is very much someone that I, I love and hope he turns into a superstar in the NFL. No, I, I definitely do too. I think he is from off the field antics, on the field antics. We talk, I think we talked about it last week, just the way that he's come up as being a walk-on at two schools, winning the Heisman. How could you not root for him? So I'm going to make a very, very bold point here, Jordan. Go for it. Kyler Murray and Baker Mayfield can both be good and Oklahoma system can be great for all quarterbacks. What? You're not going to believe this. Yeah. No. All those can be true. No, no. That's no possible way. And that's what I, they were like argument. I think they're on the same side. They didn't realize (laughs) it. It's like, that's what, what is happening? Why are you getting so upset about something that like, A, it's a compliment to your coach. Right. If Lincoln Riley can do this with anybody, that's great news for OU fans that they can just do that. But also, um, that's it doesn't mean that Baker's like it's I didn't think there was anything there and it turned well, into this whole thing to go with what you're saying. I looked up these stats. So the first three games for Kyler Murray, he's thrown a thousand and thirty two total total yards, 10 touchdowns. Baker at this point last season, he threw one more yard than Kyler Murray and he's had the same amount of touchdowns. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, like you said, it, maybe they can both be great quarterbacks in a really good system with a really good coach. What is it about uh, Georgia football players named Zeb? Because in that game against Iowa State, uh, the guy who was the quarterback for... He was from Athens. Yeah. Yeah, I saw that. What a name. It's Zeb. It's I didn't, I didn't even name. catch his name. I just heard Athens, Georgia, and I was like, yeah, oh. I think he was the quarterback at Oconee, and his dad's the coach. Oh, no way. Well, yeah. he definitely played like a coach's son. I mean, he's a he's a pretty good quarterback. I mean, he was fine. definitely. Yeah. I, I never thought that Oklahoma should not. I always say it's not a bad team. But Oklahoma, if you're going to be a top four team, you need to win that game big. I mean, Alabama beat up on Ole Miss. Granted, Ole Miss wasn't ranked. 62 to 7. I mean, yeah, but I the difference is like Oklahoma doesn't have the defense. Like that's part of it too. Right. Like, they're never yeah. going to just put their foot on someone's neck and just be able to win 72 to 10 like against good competition or even average competition and Matt Campbell's a good coach so I I don't think and it was on the road it's fine like I'm not really worried about Oklahoma there's bigger fish to fry but do I think that OK State and West Virginia and TCU and games like that are gonna be more interesting because of this defense for sure yeah uh, the idea that Lincoln Riley was losing to Iowa State in back-to-back years it just it didn't uh, it didn't sit with me, but I also didn't think Coach O would beat uh, Gus Malzahn back back here. So, oh. um, there's all kinds of surprises. In oh, the Lord must have been at Jordan Hare on Saturday. Okay, uh, th- <laughs> are you insinuating that uh, the Lord is a big Coach Ordron fan? Is that what you're <laughs> saying? I mean, he may be the only one that can understand what he's saying. So probably. Yes. I hope the like. I wonder if he's like at that point where the players are just like, uh, <laughs> just, just sit there and smile. Yeah. Yeah. How, you know, all right, Great coach, speech, coach, o. nailed it. <laughs> 
Oh man, that was such a great, it was a classic LSU Auburn matchup. I mean, the I fact that it came down to talk about this yet, Jordan, I'm not ready. We're still <laughs> going just, through your top 10. That you're was just a, dropping. Yeah. Dropping. I'm, well, I'm I mean, number six, we're, it. well, that goes to my number six. I put LSU at number six. And the only mm. reason I'm not, I'm definitely, I think West Virginia probably is a better team than LSU. West Virginia did not play. So that's why I did that. But LSU did beat Miami and they did beat Auburn and they were both ranked at the time pretty high. So I think out of respect with the big wins and the way that they won the game, I mean, Joe Burrow, he is, he was not a wow type of quarterback during that game, but when LSU needed him to make the plays, he made the plays. And when Jared Stidham needed to make the plays, he choked everything away. No, that's not true. That's not fair. Now, he, he, he didn't wait, but he, but, he got but better he, as the game went on. But, but here's he the thing. Start. Yeah. You can't have a bad game in the SEC, especially against LSU, especially when you were trying to get revenge on the fact that you literally had one of your worst games of your entire career last year against LSU. I just think it's something about LSU. And we should also mention that LSU does have the second best defensive coordinator in college football. Like he is, he is just, he, he helps them in so many different ways. And Joe Burrow, was gifted short fields and all that kind of stuff. He made some big time throws, especially in the fourth quarter. And Auburn has nobody to blame but themselves, but also like those pass interference calls downfield and everything else. Mm. It was, uh, it how was, many it was calls? Brutal. No, no, no. How many calls have been called Auburn's way? I, I don't so, recall any. Oh, whatever. We won't even get into all of that. But I think, um, I think, I mean, Auburn just, Auburn did it to himself, uh, themselves. You said it. Um, LSU did what they needed to do to win the game, but Auburn lost the game. So I really hate LSU. I hate this team so much. Uh, I don't want to play them anymore. <laughs> they're canceled. Oh man, I feel that way when we talk about Alabama. So okay, well there you go. I'm sorry. Um, yeah. yeah, I'm just. Uh, I'm surprised you have LSU ahead of Penn State because Penn State I think belongs somewhere in that. Well, I. What was their? I can't they remember. Oh, ten this week, and they blew. But out the first everybody. week, they blew Pitt out. No, 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 no. App didn't. Didn't they play App State the first week? Yeah, and they almost lost. But see, App exactly. Is okay. Yeah, yeah App State's, State's great. a great, great team. A, yeah, but it's App State, and if you are one of the best teams in the country, you should not be playing uh, games that close. You're so, being very mean to Penn State right now. I am not being mean to Penn State. I now I think McSorley did I. That's correct. Yeah. McSorley. Trace McSorley. Yes. He, I mean, we talk about great quarterbacks. He's a good quarterback. I just, um, you know, you're missing Saquon Barkley Mm -hmm. and I just need to see a little bit more from them. I'm not saying that they're a bad team. I mean, they put up 62 points. So um, that says that they can score, but it was also against an abysmal. Yeah. Opponent. Um, Yeah. So I have them at nine. So they're not, they're not too. I'll go ahead and say it's too low, but continue. (laughs) <laughs> so LSU and then I had West Virginia because Will Greer mm. uh, their offense is just electric I mean from the wide receivers and with Will Greer there I mean the thing about West Virginia is their defense um, I don't know if they can really keep them in the games we mm-hmm. we usually talk about teams that have defenses that keep them in the games and their offenses are what we worry about but that's not the case with West Virginia what do you think? I think Will Greer is like the Heisman favorite right now. I mean, obviously he didn't play, but he is yeah. he is very, very good. He's he's yeah. I well I hadn't I don't know. I mean Tua Tua's been what, thirteen? He's thirteen for thirteen on third downs this season. 
I just think it's going to be hard to give the Heisman to an Alabama player this year. Like, it just seems like whenever they have these kind of years where you're like, I don't know. I mean, there's not a clear number one right now because it's like Drew Locke was like the early favorite. And yeah, we'll see. Uh, We'll get to Mizzou, Georgia in a second. But yeah, I I don't know. It's still pretty early, but uh, I don't I don't know. I should also mention, I I don't think we've talked about this in the podcast. Uh, I don't care about awards. I hate awards. I hate award shows. Well, I, I mean, yeah. yeah, I'm not a huge award person either. I mean, when it comes to the, like at least the Heisman, because I don't, uh, it's ju- it's just the Heisman. And you really look at the people who have won that award over time and their careers post college. And a lot of them, you know, it is what it is. Yeah. Okay. So next up, uh, Stanford. I, okay. No. N- no, no, I, I could not go all SEC Homer on my top 10. Although I think Mississippi State and Nick Fitzgerald is a is a great combination up there, uh, but no, I do not have them in my top ten. I have Stanford, um, mm. and I, to be perfectly honest, I am not really. I should probably switch Penn State and Stanford, um, but I just was giving the Cardinals the benefit of the doubt right there. I'm not quite sure with eight and nine. I think I should have them switch now that I'm looking at it. What do you think about Stanford? I'm not. I, mean, we'll I just learned a lot this weekend because they traveled to Oregon. Oregon, the Oregon team yeah. struggled with San Jose State, who is very not good. Hey, San, San Jose State has some good players come out of no, there every once in a awful. while. They are one of the worst five teams in uh, Division One football. Uh, I mean, <laughs> I wouldn't be awful. that. Purdue, really, maybe. There's not many bad wins. That's a bad win, winning by 13 at home <laughs> to San Jose State. Um, Purdue is not in my top ten. No. Uh, no, no, they may be the best. First. Well, they may be the best O and three team out there, though. Oh, for sure. It's got to be brutal for that fan base because Jeff Brown I mean, was such a good hire yeah, for them. Well, he, and he they is lost a great Northwestern, who looks terrible now. Um, and... Yeah, Northwestern. <laughs> Yikes! That game. What was that? Akron. Oh my God! They scored. I think they gave up like thirty something points in the second half. You know, if Akron didn't get uh, their opener against Nebraska rained out, they'd be 2-0 against uh, the Big Ten this year. <laughs> oh, speaking of the Big Ten, yikes. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, See, people do this. Uh, we're overreacting again because the Big Ten, Why? the bottom of the Big Ten is terrible. But, like, they have Michigan. They have Ohio State. They have Penn State. They have, I mean, Wisconsin. I really want to touch on the Wisconsin thing because I watched almost all of that and did the whole full game highlights back and forth because, like, this is just really weird. I don't understand how this happened. And... Uh, I just think they're top heavy. Like it's fine. Like the bottom is a dumpster fire. But um, I'm a PJ Fleck guy, so he's. I think he's still undefeated, right? Didn't they win this past weekend? I want to say PJ Fleck. I think yeah. so. Yeah. So I think they're three and zero. Um, but yeah, the bottom is terrible. Iowa's still feisty. I was. Um, I was not a bad team. Iowa will is that surprise game that you can lose if you don't come in and ready to play. It's the. Yeah. It's the. It's the wave. It's the wave. That's what happens. You know, the whole wave to the children's hospital mm-hmm. really gets to people. Yeah. Um, so where are we at with your poll? I, I've already lost track. Um, well, we were at eight and nine. I said those okay. were probably wishy-washy. And then I had Notre mm-hmm. Dame at 10, which we which we touched on. I mean, Brandon Wimbush is just not going to get the job done. If they had anybody uh, other than Brandon Wimbush, I, I think that they would be they would be up, I think, five or six, seven. Mm-hmm. Um, but just to touch on that game a little bit, just sort of off football, like, you know, off the football field. I just talked to a lot of Vanderbilt fans having lived in Nashville, just that made the trip up there. 
Um, just apologize for picking them to beat Notre Dame. No, I am not. I am not sorry for picking Notre Dame. I mean, picking Vanderbilt to beat Notre Dame. Mm. Um, but they were just saying how wonderful of an experience it was up in, up in Notre Dame, the people that they had, um, just showing them around the campus, because that's what happened last year when UGA fans went up there. They had such a wonderful experience from the fan base that they came home and they created basically what they, it's, it's alumni that show the visiting crowds around and they mm-hmm. took that from Notre Dame. And so I just wanted to touch on that of just how classy of a fan base um, that the Irish are. Did you so, go to the Notre Dame Georgia game last year? And no, I did not just because I had to work uh, the next day, but I did get to go to the Cubs game where they had Vince Dooley throw out the first pitch and mm, it was Georgia okay. night. Yeah. Was, was he wearing Kennesaw gear? No, no, <laughs> no. Okay. No, <laughs> no. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just, that's one of the bucket list places I don't want to go to. Oh, Notre Dame. yeah. What's your top sure. five that you have to see? Uh, I think Notre Dame. I think, uh, my, my parents went to Colorado and they said the stadium over there is just absolutely gorgeous. I think that was the year Georgia lost to Colorado. Okay. Um, they said that place was. Is that a no Sean Marino year or is that Arizona <laughs> State when they yeah. won? They won in Arizona State. I don't remember the Colorado game. Yeah, I don't know. Well, it's, I think they lost by a field goal in the last few minutes Lambert year no maybe. Oh, okay. maybe i don't know um but Speaking that's of, a bucket great list. times in college football stop you brian schottenheimer yeah oh, yeah. sorry mm-hmm. brian schottenheimer I where is he podcast uh, is he is still with rams co- he is the offensive coordinator for the seattle seahawks uh seahawks mm. mm-hmm. well that explains well you have that, you're going to be covering that game tonight right i know i'm i'm excited I'm excited. You're That's see all. Shoddy on the sidelines. You're gonna be like, I remember him. How does he still have a job? How did he get promoted? To I the hope NFL again? I catch him picking his nose or mm. something. Okay. Yeah. Um, you're not gonna believe this, but it turns out when you have a last name that uh, people know, it uh, it helps in a lot of ways. His last name being Schottenheimer, I think it's mm-hmm. gotten him more jobs than he uh, maybe has deserved. But then again, there is uh, my one of my dads, Kyle Shanahan, has. Uh, taken the reins and has lived up to his father's uh great legacy so shout out to him but um yeah yeah what you want to say nothing just the fact that he didn't run the ball after 28 and 3 okay um kyle shanahan is as i take a sip of my bud light (laughs) (laughs) are you drinking a bud light right now i what better way to talk about college football than to have a bud light in my right hand okay well always in the right hand Thankfully, we now know the source of that Vanderbilt <laughs> upset pick at Notre Dame. It's Bud Stop Light's fault. If, if Vanderbilt would have won that game, they had all the opportunities to win that game. Also, it was not a top my top 10. I do have a top 11. My 11th ranked team is Auburn. Just had to finish that off. So Auburn's just tough. I have no idea what to make of them right now because I could see this being a season of hell and they go like eight and four, or I could see them using this to be like, all right, we got the LSU nonsense out of the way we can foot refocus we can get back on track because their schedule sort of like, like georgia like last year with kind the of, way yeah. that they lost yeah because georgia i mean could have lost to notre dame in crazy fashion they still would have probably been okay but um let me pull up auburn's schedule for the rest of the year yeah i'm, um, I'm looking I think at it too. uh georgia do they play anybody ranked for the rest of the year well let's see they're going to well they're going to arkansas next week yeah. and uh north, north texas, texas just you know the, but I think North Texas, yes, I was just about to say that he is one. He is doing himself a great job at that school. Didn't he take over after the year they were one and eleven? 
I, I think it was. I'm pretty sure. Oh, and twelve. It was one of yeah. the two. It was yeah. awful. Yeah. Um, but did you happen to see that um, the punt return where they faked it yes. out? Oh my god, that was one of the best plays in college football this past weekend. It was the um, best play, I think. Yeah, Arkansas fans thinking though that they are just that they deserve so much more, and really, I mean, you sort of fired probably the best guy that you could get for a while. Uh, are you Re- talking about Petrino or uh, Bielema? Re- Bielema? Well, um, not Petrino. Their, is, is he their best coach in, fran- in franchise history, in uh, school history? I think it's Petrino, right? I think it is Petrino, but you had to fire Petrino for what happened. But yeah. I'm talking about Bielema. I don't think that, oh, no. you know, I, I think he's mediocre, but I don't, I don't know. I don't Wait, know. Could they we'll hire see. Seth Luttrell? <laughs> <laughs> could you imagine could you imagine? Uh, that would be great. That would be a, be a great tech option if they uh, continue on this slide. Go with the air raid because I think they're a school that always has to do something outside of the box and do some crazy stuff like the triple option. But do the air raid instead. Don't subjugate those fans to another um, run heavy offense that's just boring as hell to watch. But uh, Seth Luttrell and Atlanta could be fun. Yeah, I mean that I could definitely see. I Paul Johnson has sort of run his due course. I, I yeah, I, I you can't like really. Was, Get excited. Well, you can't get excited about tech football. Like you said, it's not fun to watch. No, it, it's not. But I, I root for Taquan Marshall. Because, no, he's you know, a great did you player. Know he at 680 this summer? No way. Yeah. Good kid. Good Good, yeah. I, I got I to root for him now. He's, he's just part of the 680 fam. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> but I, yeah, he's he was there. And you know, Joe Hamilton's there and Hudson Mason. Yeah, I knew Hudson yeah. Mason was over there. Yeah, they've got a good crew. They're just yeah. missing two people. But well, you know, it's whatever. They should have us on at some point, right? Just to um, like uh, check in how the lums are doing. Yeah, I think they should. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I know Carlos and everybody's listening. So there you go. Make it happen. <laughs> um, so Auburn's schedule for the rest of the yeah, year. Yeah, it looks Arkansas real sloppy. Yeah, so go ahead. At home. Those are back-to-back wins. Mm-hmm. Um, at Miss State's going to be uh, a little bit of a problem because Joe Moorhead is maybe the, outside of Lincoln Riley, maybe the best offensive mind in college football right now. And they have not missed a beat since losing uh, Dan Mullen. And uh, they're going to be good. So that's yeah. a tough road game. So that can go either way. Let's just pencil that in as a loss right now. If I had to pick, I would say that Auburn's not winning that game on the road. Um, so it's two losses. Tennessee at home, they'll beat them. At Ole Miss, they'll win that. Texas A&M at home, don't love that's- that. Yeah, Jimbo Fisher can. I I just feel like with that team, he can ruin somebody's season. I don't. I definitely don't think that that they're one of the best teams in the West. Obviously, because Alabama's in the West, I think that Texas A and M is definitely the weaker team between Auburn. But Jimbo Fisher can, like I said, ruin somebody's season. So I don't know if Texas A and M is weaker. Like they played Clemson really well. They did, I- but like I said, I don't know. I am just not sold on clemson i know they have great players they've got I'm right a great there with defense. you actually yeah yeah i just, it's just the and, acc is bad and they're just exactly gonna survive because of how bad the exactly ACC is and and you don't get a good gauge of how good they are because they're playing such crappy teams speaking of and you know that really well with being a georgia fan in 2018 right <laughs> you know no all about really good teams not playing anybody and playing you know what we had a great now. we had a great a great start to the schedule last year. I'm Mm -hmm. sorry that this was not, this was probably planned out before the college football playoff was even done. But when we go to the latter part of our schedule, I mean, we're playing LSU that 
that's a pretty tough game, wouldn't you say? Oh, then no, you've got I wouldn't, Auburn. Because LSU is awful, and I hate. Oh that. my god! Well, uh, speaking of the person saying that, I mean Auburn may be good. Auburn lost to LSU. I know. And they beat Miami, which was at the time they were ranked pretty high. So when you look at just the facts, that is a tough game on the schedule. And Georgia is playing at LSU, which automatically makes it even tougher. Hey, Jordan, I got some spoilers for you. Um, Georgia's winning by double digits in uh, Baton Rouge. If that happens, I may drink a whole liter of Fireball. Mm. So Fireball and Bud Light is your thing. Do you (laughs) take the Fireball shot before the Bud Light or do you take Bud Light before? Actually, I use my Bud Light as a chaser. (laughs) I'm I'm never, you know, I never uh, blended in very well. I was always beating to the, my own drum. So I Mm. continue to do that in my latter part of my life. I feel like that's pretty common though in Athens and um, (laughs) where we grew up. I feel like that's not that uncommon. Well, that makes me fine. Well, thanks for making me feel better. No, yeah. I mean, I'm a big Coors Light guy. Like, I have Coors Light in the fridge right now. So, I mean, I want them to be my presenting sponsor one day, as uh, people that I'm friends with in real well, life I can, can attest I can pre- to. I can pretend that I'm drinking a Coors Light. Cheers. That would be great. So, what are you drinking? A refreshing what? Coors Light, baby. There you go. Um, just hit me up, Coors Light. Hit me up. It's fine. <laughs> um, but yeah, and then Old Miss on the road, Texas A&M. Oh, and then at Georgia... Liberty at home, and I don't know if they're going to have the targeting punter because if he's in the game and he's cleared, that could be. A, <laughs> he may be, a be one. one of my favorite players in college football. <laughs> yeah, um, and never mind. I'm not going to go down that road. I have a joke that I'm going to save for off the podcast because I have a Liberty take, but I don't. I don't want to offend anybody on that. Um, <laughs> and then at Alabama, so I just think that this is best case scenario nine and three season. So yeah. I it's can't disagree with you on that. I mean, but Gus Malzahn, I don't think he's going to bring them a national championship anytime in the future. Right. Like, I, I mean, think if you... Is, he literally almost did it last year. Well, he didn't, though. He lost really bad in the SEC championship okay. game. Okay. So he, he may have, he may have, like, the Mark Rick syndrome, where he just doesn't know how to pull off the big games, you know? No, I don't know, because he actually won a title as the offensive coordinator. Yeah, but was he head coach? I mean, are we, are we, say, you know, I mean, Kirby's, Kirby's, Kirby Smart won multiple national championships mm-hmm. as a defensive coordinator, but has he won one as, one. Yeah, no, I, mean, I definitely I, think, oh, for sure. I think Georgia in the next five, five years. No, I mean, sure. I don't think they're going to because Nick Saban signed a 10 year extension or whatever it was. So, well, like, he's also getting old and he could lose his mind. So that's also well, that's what good. probably a lot Very of college. Classy, Jordan. Yeah. I'm just saying, I know. No, my grand. No, no, I, okay. um, I've been directly affected by dementia, so I'm never wishing that upon people, but I'm saying he is getting older, but also Kansas state has the oldest coach in college football, Bill Snyder, and he's also just still kicking it. So, um, mm. yeah, I mean, maybe he lasts another decade, but a girl can hope that he decides to retire soon. Can't she? Well, I mean, I just think that's part of it is like Nick Saban is undefeated against his assistants. And it's like, if they played Georgia, he's 12 and zero against yeah. his assistants. It's pretty good. <laughs> Uh, yeah it's pretty good it's pretty so good I just i'm not betting against them uh, it's just not like georgia can win if they knock out bama or somebody else knocks out bama before them it's yeah. like the steelers and the pats in the nfl where it's like if the steelers can avoid the patriots in the playoffs i think they're the super bowl team this year if they have to play the patriots they're not speaking going to of the patriots go mm-hmm. jags baby oh like I mean, bortles a... ucf <laughs> well, ucf's greatest 
to be fair, what Jacksonville yes. did was they may have awoken the GM uh, monster within Bill Belichick because he traded for Josh Gordon today. So Yeah. Oh, uh, I, you know what? Josh Gordon out of every, any, I don't think he would be able to succeed with any other team other than Bill Belichick. I, yeah. Because, I mean, we're just assuming you know, he can do that there. Um, yeah, exactly. I'm being very gracious with that statement, considering all of the details that came out about that. So, yeah. Um, so what were your other that just happened moments from this weekend? Because we talked about Auburn and I don't want to talk about them anymore. I don't want to talk about LSU anymore. There's two games that I have circled, but what uh, give me your uh, that just happened where you're like, oh, my God. Well, I mean, the fact that five schools went into power five schools and got paid while getting wins. I mean, we talked about North Texas. North Texas at Arkansas, Akron at Northwestern, which Northwestern, I mean, if you're a Northwestern fan, I feel, oh, oh. Pat Fitzgerald just, um, he, yeah, he's got some problems on his hands. Um, Troy then beat Nebraska. And that's the second year in a row Troy's came in with like a big win. Last year they got paid over a million dollars or maybe like 985000 to go into LSU. They beat LSU. And then this year they went into Nebraska and Scott Frost is still winless as the head coach. And they got paid over a million for that one. So that was first O and two starts since like 1957 or something. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And to be fair, they lost their quarterback who is really, really good. Adrian Martinez, who was originally a Tennessee commit with Butch Jones and flipped to Scott Frost in Nebraska to get fired. But here's the thing. I mean, Troy went up 17 to nothing. So, like, I mean, granted, you have to be able to score, but they're also scoring points. So, where's Nebraska's defense? That's fair. I mean, they're starting a walk on at quarterback right now. They, I mean, all their quarterbacks transferred yeah. once they uh, lost to Jada Martinez. So, um, not great in uh, Lincoln, but I think they'll figure it out. Scott Frost, yeah, is the coach, they'll figure it out. It's just a That's, season from hell for them. A lot of first-year coaches are having the season from hell. I That's was maybe yes, thing. Scott- UCLA. Yes, Scott. Okay, so Scott Frost, Chip Kelly at UCLA, Willie Taggart at FSU, Chad Morris at Arkansas, and then Kevin Sumlin at Arizona. All of those coaches combined are three and eleven, and the three wins are against Eastern Illinois, Sanford, and Southern Utah. Mm, powerhouses. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I honestly, I would have. I you said last week, right? You're a huge Kevin Sumlin fan. Yes. Do you still stick by that? Yes. <laughs> I will not move on from my Kevin Sumlin has been unfairly treated by a lot of people. Uh, well, I mean, yikes. I This is tough because I checked. I remember I was going through some stuff with Khalil Tate and he had like, he was averaging like 1.7 yards a carry. The last oh my time I God. And I was like, I, I oh. don't know how this is happening, but I, I, I don't like it. I mean, maybe it's just a, a, like a sort of like what's going to, on down at Florida State with like DeAndre Francois, the fact that it's. I mean, maybe it's just like really that different of a system. We talked about systems working for quarterbacks. Do you bend in that situation and like work, you know, change your system to to get something going? Like, I I don't know. I mean, is that what the issue is at at Arizona? Is that what the issue is at Florida State? Because those two schools, you've got great guys that could really get the job done and you're seeing no production at all. The problem at Florida State is, uh, is the offensive line. line. Is I love watching those images of, of them ducking out of the way. Yes. Literally, look, it looked like they were ducking out of the way to get DeAndre Francois purposely hit. Did you see DeAndre Francois with like the screen cap of him looking at one of the linemen after? Yep, like, and refusing. <laughs> yeah, refusing their help to get up. It's it is that bad at Florida State. It's also so bad that Mia Khalifa, isn't that how you say her name, the porn star? Uh, 
Sure. Yeah. Yeah, sure. The girl that always tries to get the guys in the DMs, like the athletes oh, or the whatever. Oh, fan and like, doesn't she have like a media she job went, now? I, I hope not. I'm not I'm reading sure or does. looking. She well, for somebody. Good. That's the people being hired. Really good. Um. Anyway, she came out and said, because uh, she went to Florida State, I think, or she's mm. a Florida State fan. She's trying to raise $21 million to buy out Willie Taggart. <laughs> They're already trying to buy out Willie Taggart at Florida State. Maybe a little bit of an overreaction. I think I think so. I think so. I think there is definitely not the players around DeAndre Francois that he needs to be able to make plays right now. Offensive line definitely has no depth. And Willie Tiger is not a bad coach. It's just a bad situation in, in Tallahassee. I just think it's amazing to think about this team being number three in the country to start last year and is now on pace. Like I think three and nine is the best case scenario for them if you look at their schedule. They're they're going down multiple games. Like I don't know how they fix this offensive line play midseason. I think this is just an awful bunch, and I think this is just going to be a nightmare for them week after week. And uh, they're not going to a bowl game, so it's uh, <sighs> it's not great. But I will say it makes my Florida's beating Florida State pick before the year that I, <laughs> I have a lot of Florida State alums in my family that were like, oh, Florida's not going to be as good as Florida State. And I'm like, eh, I, I don't know. No, about that. I'm 100 percent confident that Florida can beat. Florida State. Yeah. I yeah. Mean, just what a year. If he be, if Florida, after the nightmare Jim McElwain era, that somehow resulted in two SEC East championships. Ugh, um, please. Grace. Uh, year one, he beats Georgia and Florida State in the same year. What a year. That's not going to happen. <laughs> that, is, that is not going to happen. It may be as bad as the game last year in Gainesville. Oh, no way. No yeah, way. no, it really may be just as bad because our defense or I speak as a fan. You can hear the hour, uh, but the defense is, I mean, a lot of young guys on it. I mean, you've got Tyson Campbell, who's true freshman playing corner. You don't see very many true freshmen play corner and he's really coming into his own. DeAndre Baker, I'm pretty sure hasn't allowed a touchdown since sometime in like 2016 it's been a really long time since mm-hmm. deandre breaker well it's because uh south carolina just stopped throwing at him with debo <laughs> well, samuel for whatever reason yeah. that was well, part of it I, I just i can't get over that like i even went back and looked at the film of that he's just it, it, they should have been targeting him over and over again like when Hulu yeah he was drawing the flag the game like he was eating this dude alive and he just they would not let him eat on the outside with this guy and i, well, I don't understand it that's what you get from will muschamp you know Talk about coaches who sort of just get jobs for just because of their name. Um, so I have a question, Jordan. Did you know that Will Muschamp and Kirby Smart were friends? And they, yeah, they, knew they each other? actually, Will Muschamp got Kirby Smart his first job in college football down Valdosta. at Valdosta. Yeah. yeah. And, he, and Kirby actually lived with Will Muschamp and his wife. And I think his wife taught Kirby how to do yeah. that. <laughs> well, that has not been confirmed. No, it hasn't, but I'm glad we were able to make that on the broadcast. That was yes. uh, vital information. What is your favorite trope? That kind of stuff, like the friends or this player used to play basketball? Uh, I think the friends. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> they all have, there's this really great athletic story from a couple weeks ago that like, you just don't even realize how much of these guys are all just like best friends. Like Rich Rod is like the king of this in uh, one of the which lake is it? Is it Lake Oconee? I think it's Lake Oconee. Oh, I'm so. sure it's Lake Oconee. That's where, uh, I mean, that's where uh, Nick Saban has his his house okay, too. And it's not Lake Sir. It's not, I think, which one is it? I think it, it's either that or Lake Burton. It's like one of the big ones, okay. but it's in that area. You know what I'm talking about. And yeah. They all have places there. Muschamp, Kirby, um, Rich Rod. I want to say Dan Mullen. 
couple other people, but they're all just like best of friends. It's it's I, I'm I would sure love that's to how it is. Yeah. I mean, I enjoyed watching the interaction between Kirby and Muschamp before the game just because like I wish I could just be a fly on their shoulder. I would say a fly on the wall, but there's no walls. Um mm. Okay. You know, and just like, and just listen to what they have to say and just seeing Muschamp's face after the game. Could you, could you imagine like they they go to the beach together every summer? I bet you not, they're not going to go to the beach this summer after the way that that game ended. But why would you go to the beach? Because what is the point of the beach? To eat some good seafood and get some sun. I would know because I live in Chicago and I may be the palest person here. Mm, okay. Yeah. I'm just not a <laughs> beach person. Chase, we got to get you with the times. What I mean, are you an outdoorsy person or do you prefer indoors? I mean, I like hiking. I don't want to camp. I, camping is oh, no. one. No, no. I mm-hmm. hate camping with a passion. I don't, yeah, no bugs for me. Um, I don't like sweating. this feeling of sand on my feet. Um, I don't react well to salt water, so I <laughs> tend to like move away from it. I've never understood the idea of just being at a pool. Um, yeah, I'm just not, I'm not that kind of guy. Well, um, I I wish that you were just because you can em- enjoy the little things in life, but everybody's got, you know, their own things that they enjoy. So I'm an uh, indoor enthusiast, Jordan, is what well, they say. I also have like seven chihuahuas, so I understand that. Is I stay that in. Two or three more than you had a week ago? Um, no, it's the same amount. I mean, I have mm. three with me in Chicago, but there's four chihuahuas back in Georgia, along with my grandpa's two chihuahuas that we help take care of. So really the there's names not the top of your head right now. Absolutely. Espen, we got Bono, Sid, Miss Eleanor, Indy Nana, Shopping Spree, Dexter. Wait, hold on. Is one of the names Shopping Spree? Like the whole name is Shopping Spree? Yeah, that's her Do name. You we say call it her... every time. No, I'm not like Shopping Spree, come here. Yeah. No. So Spree. Okay. But her name is Shopping Spree. It's okay. because I wrote a, a book in seventh grade at Trickham Middle. I'm sure you know where that is, you know? Uh, that is where we both went to middle school. That is correct. Yes. Yes. I wrote a, a storybook about a dog that could shop online. And mm. shortly after, I got a dog. So I named her the dog's is name in my children's book. after your big middle school party? Uh, uh, that was after. <laughs> that was after? I, ha- okay. I'm, I have a picture. We should use that as, um, I mean, you would have to zoom in, but... Mm. Uh, yeah. Am I in this picture? Yeah, I do. Oh, it's from yeah. middle school. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I remember, you know what's weird? I know what I was doing at that party. You had a TV up there and we were watching the dunk contest in the NBA. Really? Josh Smith was in it. Yes. I remember exactly what I was doing. Interesting. I remember what I wore. I had a pink velour jumpsuit. Okay. I don't know any of that. <laughs> I don't know what I was wearing, but I do know what I was watching. And it was a well, You're not going to believe this, Jordan. I, I was what? watching something sports related at a party. Uh, cannot believe that. Yeah, the life of the party. Um, I have no idea. Oh, Oklahoma State. This is a natural lead into Boise and Oklahoma State. Uh, Brett Rippin lost, and I'm I'm upset because you know you're a huge Boise State fan. Boise and Hawaii have always been like my two. Um, just I root for them. They're fun. The Blue Field, the Hawaii Colt Brennan stuff. I just I really like watching both of them play football. And those are two, another two like bucket list stadium things that I wanted to go do at some point. Uh, but thankfully Hawaii's back until they lost to army. And I can say I watched the full 12 minute highlights of that game. The dichotomy between the two, the run and shoot offense versus uh, army's triple option. Pretty wild. Colt McDonald <laughs> might be the closest thing we've had to um, Colt Brennan in a decade. And he is a monster. He just throws 70-yard bombs like it's nothing. And um, unfortunately, he was not able to convert late 
um, they drove down the field to uh, they were down a touchdown to tie and they did not convert on fourth down in the loss. But it's a really fun game. But uh, yeah, Oklahoma State deserves more respect. And Mike Gundy might keep his title as the most underrated coach in college football. Oh, well, his mullet is definitely giving him points for sure. Uh, but from a football standpoint, Oklahoma State is a good team and they've, they're always a solid team. I feel like when I, I know what I'm getting with a Mike Gundy coach team. Now, I can't say I got to watch that live time, but I did get to watch some of the highlights of that. And uh, I mean, from both sides, there was a lot of, I mean, a lot of great offensive plays, a lot of deep down the field passing. Um, but I, I could have called it. I could have called a Mike Gundy win. Uh, I know that I know it, you know? it disappoints Can I you. Back the tape? I don't know if you did. I don't, I don't, I don't think I had I don't think I had much of an an opinion at that mm. point because I hadn't seen either one play as of the season. But I think after I mean so not I would have to go credit for picking Oklahoma State, but you also uh, <laughs> <laughs> openly admitting you've uh just not watched yeah. either of them all year. You Right. Well no this week. No, I hey no no no. Mike Gundy will always have my vote because, like I said, I know what type of, I know what I'm going to get with that, Can with we that call pick. Mr. Ten and Two, does he have that nickname yet? Uh, no, I don't think so. Okay, we're calling him Mr. Ten and Two, where it's like it just feels <laughs> like they're always going to get ten wins out of him, no matter what. They're never yeah. going to win a national title, but they're just they're slow and steady. He lost James Washington. He lost Mason Rudolph. And what does he do? He takes care of business at home against Boise. Like it wasn't even really that close. Like, no, it it wasn't a close game. Yeah, no, that's, that's what I noticed from that game. It really Boise never had any momentum on their side. Really? Yeah. It's not great for Boise because that basically ends their uh, playoff hopes, but also Cole McDonald, who is, uh, just a specimen like he is my heisman pick right now it's absolutely insane i thought i thought you said will greer was i've taught myself back into cole mcdonald (laughs) during this podcast well sometimes you just got to talk it out that's why these podcasts are good you know what i mean you work through your thoughts he should be on the like if they ever decide to re-up laguna beach he's actually from socal and if you look at him you're like oh socal dude see it one you just know yeah he yeah. belongs like he is just unbelievable and he's gotten back in shape and there's this like out the m- amount of work i've done looking at hawaii going back to the run and shoot offense and everything that goes into it it's it's not okay there's better uses for my time <laughs> than understanding what's going on here um, you have weird college football obsessions chase yeah what's but i like i have an obsessive personality where it's like once i lock into something that i like it's like oh i'm all in like yeah. journalism podcasting hawaii football all hey. just, they're all one in the same in my mind um but yeah like it's just brett rippon is one of those other guys i just like watching fun offenses and that's part of the reason i hate watching tech and other teams like i that. know LSU, I, general, I know yeah lsu is awful to watch yeah lsu is i mean but lsu has been pay, very painful i mean since i mean zach mettenberger was the last time it was like at least mediocre and and that's being kind even Ohio State was rough to watch the last couple of years with JT Barrett and they're fun. Yeah, well, I don't, I still don't understand the whole decision of the whole like it, I did they did JT Barrett have something on Urban Meyer? Like I just don't understand. It was one of those like he you, do you remember like how there's still like sports fans that look at wins and losses for pitchers and are like, "Oh, Jacob DeGrom is not that good because he's like 9 and 17 or whatever." Right. The Mets this year and it's like, "Well, not really because the Mets suck and you can't look at wins and losses for pitchers." Right. 
And uh, I think the same is true in this scenario where it's like JT Barrett's just a winner. Look at those wins. It's like, well, he yeah, played for no, a top four and program. And exactly. Uh, I think a lot and of quarterbacks of, could do that. And think of all the defense, or I mean, just all of the NFL caliber players that came out during his time at Ohio State. I want to say he's the all-time wins leader at Ohio State. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, well, it should say the team around him had the highest amount of wins at, oh, yeah. at Ohio State because... The guy just yeah. gets wins, Jordan. He just he's a winner. Well, no, you know who's a winner? Sports cliche. Um Roll Tide? No, I'm just mm. kidding. <laughs> I really don't have I mean I I I don't I don't really have anything that sort of gets under my skin. Just because anything in sports really just makes me smile because it takes you away from everything that's just like so excuse my language, shitty about just everyday life, that everything crazy going on around you on the news, you know, where you live, like when you go to sports, it, I don't know. I just, there's really very few things that get under my skin. I can tell because you go to White Sox games voluntarily. Which yeah, exactly. Well, that's yeah. also because, I mean, if you look Big at the Lucas ticket Steel prices, uh-huh. um, I'm more of like a Nikki Delmonico, Daniel Palka, but, oh, uh, okay. you know. Uh, but no, that's also because that's what I can afford. Mm. So, um, like super cheap is, what's the difference between like White Sox, right? Are you kidding? Oh, um, I have no idea. What is it? Well, I bought a ticket. I was like three rows up from the third base side and I paid $20 for that. Oh my at, God. Yeah. At a Cubs game, you would have to pay if you're not like in, you know, your company seats or something, I would, I would guess that would probably be couple hundred bucks Mm. so yeah now you understand and you can get into a cubs like the white Sox actually have like ticket things where you can buy four tickets for with four drinks with four hot dogs for like 40 bucks or something (laughs) just please come everything is on the house (laughs) just come exactly well you can bring food into that stadium too what yeah so I didn't I realize that, that anywhere. Apparently somebody said that you could used to do that at Turner field, but I never knew that. Can you also just bring all of your dogs? You should try that next <laughs> time you're there. Like, is it bark in the park? Actually, no, actually, if you wanted there to was somebody with a chihuahua and a baby carrier on their chest while I was there the last okay. game. So that person <laughs> cannot be trusted. Are you one of those people? Would you ever do something like that? I may have a stroller for my dogs. Do you really? I may. And, and they may all each have their own Georgia Jersey too. There's nothing wrong with jerseys because I should also mention that my men pin, I have a hoodie for him and we have matching hoodies for the winner. No, you do not. Uh, yes, we do. That may be the cutest thing I've ever heard. I love getting <laughs> my dog his hoodie. I love hoodie season with my puppy. Oh it's, it's my very gosh. You have to post that. I, I have. Uh, oh, well, you more. need to repost it. Hashtag mm-hmm. sweater weather. Not sweater. Hoodie weather. It's well, hoodie season. Hashtag but- hoodie S Z N because I am hip and just because I'm 27 does not mean I am not familiar with hoodie season. So, <laughs> all right, well, perfect. I'll be expecting uh, that picture coming soon. Okay, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hoodies are great. Um, but you also and you you can take that idea too because Chihuahuas, I imagine. Oh no, I, I, I pins. They need hoodies and sweaters and everything else to survive Chicago winters, which are oh. just. I already have booties. I have booties. I I mean, because really, it was like negative 10 here. And chihuahuas, I mean, my chihuahuas are five pounds. Uh, And walking outside, I mean, that will literally burn holes through the pads of their feet. I know I'm sure people listening to this really care, but it's serious 
it's serious up here. I'm not used to this like northern weather, but I made it. I learned how to shovel for the first time in my life. Yeah, I would never do that. I, I remember <laughs> watching that in Home Alone 3 the first yeah. time, just watching people just do that. On a, and I was like, oh, they do this every day? No. Well, here's the here? thing. I didn't shovel my car. I shoveled mm. the feral cats home that I take. I take care of like six feral cats mm. and I had to shovel out their, their house so they wouldn't get snowed in. So no, I did not shovel out my car. I'm not to that level yet. I'd rather just be stuck in my house. Oh, wow. Um, well, so. if you use that kind of strength and that commitment to an animal that very much cares about your existence. Oh, absolutely. Uh-huh. How could you not? <laughs> <laughs> These are just a little... You know, mm. people are just learning, learning a lot about us. I mean, that's you, the. I mean, this is going to be a consistent thing. So they're going to learn a lot. I mean, they learned about uh, trick and middle school. So we've upped the enrollment there for next year. Um, all kinds it's gonna of be the, stuff. It's going to be the hottest school in, around the globe. I mean, hey, that's what we do. That's the type of like pool that we have. You know, we're influencers. That's what I've always, uh, I hate that word. It, what is what, cr- what makes you cringe more content creators or influencers? Stop con content creators. That makes me literally bend the back of my neck is bending right now as I like squirm in my seat. That's like the biggest thing with, uh, if you just have a journalism background, you work at a marketing agency or something like that. They use those terms all the time. And you just like, I, I, I just wanted to get up and leave. I was like, this is not this content. Is not I'm a content creator. No, please stop. Great content. Like, can you imagine ever getting complimented for like a radio spot? They're like, great content, Jordan. Nailed it. Oh, stop. That I content hate, I, coming. I, ew, I literally hate that word. I'm texting you every day. Great no. Content. I I will not answer. Mm, okay. Um, 30 seconds on Wisconsin <laughs> losing at home to BYU. I mean, that should not have happened. But I mean, props to BYU that BYU is not a bad team. I really like their coach. Um, I like the mindset. He said that his team, well, that's basically more than the time that you allotted me for. I like BYU. I like the coach. I think that they earned the win and Wisconsin basically choked it away. That's what it comes down to. Sucks. And I just, yeah. he throws ducks and it's like a rule of law. Unless you get a transfer like Russell Wilson, Wisconsin has to have just um, an albatross under center for them. It's just like, you have to start like someone who would be like the four string Tampa Bay Buccaneers quarterback, like every year. And you have to just run it through like the Monty balls, the Jordan Taylors, uh, Jonathan, is it Jordan or Jonathan Taylor? Maybe it's Jonathan Taylor. I think it's Jonathan Taylor. Yeah. Um, Monty Ball, I still think has like the single season uh, points touchdown, rushing touchdown leader or something like that. Like his hey. college numbers are insane. Um, I went on a sports reference bench the other day and I was just like, why is Monty Ball coming up so much? Because I would assume it would have been um, Ron Dane, not Monty Ball, that would have all these records. But it's actually Monty Ball. So it was uh, really weird. But anyway, I'm glad Wisconsin's gone because I didn't want to watch them potentially sneak into the playoff anyway. They're yeah, why? Well, yeah, they're speaking of terrible teams to watch. Yeah. But what did you think of Squally Canada for BYU? Well, A, 10 out of 10 name. Love that. I know. <laughs> I know. I know. I started, I start. I had a hard time not giggling when I, but I also do that with Alex Horningbrook too. Just, I mean, for different reasons, but Squally Canada's go. name is um, definitely S- Squally awesome. Squally Canada is an insane name. <laughs> But it's also just he's really good. I mean, he broke free on multiple occasions in this game. Yeah, like, he, oof, yeah. Wisconsin still has a good defense, and there is a um, Jen Leonard is their defensive coordinator, and he has a clone who because he was a free safety at uh, Wisconsin years ago, and now there's this number nine 
um, similar to uh, LSU's back uh, safety, who was just repping havoc, and I I forgot his name, Deplit, Diplet, something like that. But he's basically yep. Jamal Adams 2.0. There's Jim Leonard 2.0 at Wisconsin, number nine, who I think had a pick in this game, and he's really good. But good defense, good offensive line. Jonathan Taylor's great, but I just until they get a non Alex Hornibrook, uh, Stan, what was his name? What was the one they had for a long time? Stabby. What was uh, weird last name salvi stavi there's something <laughs> weird joe stavi i don't know they've had just yeah. a, a rolodex of just bad quarterbacks and uh i'm good i don't need to see brooks bollinger or any of these other ones just come through and sneak into the playoffs so i'm glad that's over um but seriously yeah. good coaching though by byu i mean they came in there with a the game plan and they executed and the fact that i mean you're gonna ice the kicker no matter what if you have two two timeouts left but um felt bad for the fifth year senior yeah he's not a fifth year senior he's been no. there for at least 33 years oh, i was that, like what that man looked <laughs> he did he looked like he had two families mm-hmm. he had been working for a trash company for a good 25 <laughs> years he's it- been under tony soprano's watch for at least 10 and he's not found his way up the soprano crime family yet um so he <laughs> might transition into uh new york and see what happens there uh i'm not good sure to know good to know yeah i think it's yeah. the demio crime family in the sopranos and then new york was uh what's his name um Lou, uh what is his name capitale jr what is it um i just rewatched it which by the way still top three show all time the sopranos oh I... uh lupertazzi there we go carmine lupertazzi there you go i don't know old school like crime crime mobs i i know like the new the new age gangs like the latin kings and the ms13s and stuff like that not a real show like it's not based on real life the sopranos oh i thought i thought it was always real no well that takes away a lot (laughs) of everything that i always thought that really just you might have just ruined my afternoon I, I, I just I, i'm just stunned I right mean, now you thought the sopranos was based on a real story like what yeah i okay. just i just assumed i just i don't know oh, i mean wow. well great i mean did we really land on the moon like is that true you know like i don't know i just i always just believe what people tell me i thought it was real did people tell you the sopranos was real I think maybe some, but that also goes back to the fact that i'm really gullible so maybe somebody was just being really mean to me I, I'm I'm honestly at a loss for words, and that's very rare for this. Podcast. You know, I I have a tendency to do that to people, good or bad reasoning. I don't know. Yeah. Well, um, thanks for teaching me something new. There you go. And I did you also <laughs> know that Jawan Pass got benched and will not be starting for Louisville this weekend? Well, I don't. They don't have any hope. It doesn't matter who's playing for quarterback. They have Todd Grantham still their defensive coordinator, correct? No, he is with uh, yeah. Dan Mullen in Florida now. Is he? Yeah, they're like best friends. They, I was they, wondering though. Deal. Oh wow! Well, He's that's been at Louisville for two years now because Louisville and Mississippi State traded DCs last year. Like Peter <sighs> that is right. That's right. That's right. That's right. I just, I just assumed because their defense is trash. Louisville, I'm speaking of. Mm-hmm. Well, they also um, can't throw the football, which is a problem, <laughs> and they just committed to not throwing the football because Malik Hamilton, the guy who's replacing Chuan Pass, uh, also. Not exactly the best. Uh, he's like, you know what you really want if you're a Louisville fan? Someone who makes you wish Brandon Wimbush was your quarterback. And once that's the case, you're... Yeah. It's tough times in Louisville. But, I, I mean, they really haven't thrown the ball all that well for a while. I mean, because Lamar Jackson, he 
Granted, he he, he he can throw, but he was more used for his legs, you know, making short passes or, you know, running, scrambling, going down the field, like creating a play. You know, it's not like he's like sitting back in the pocket and throwing the ball. I mean, that's what like some of his knocks were for the NFL, you know? Mm-hmm. I'm still a Lamar Jackson guy. I no, I'm, I, I hope he succeeds over Joe Flacco 100%. <laughs> Oh, wow. Anti-Joe Flacco, too. Uh, he's got, yeah, he's got his nose in the air like a little piggy. He just thinks he's like the shit and he's not. Oh, wow. Strong takes here, Jordan. You know, I'm just call me Jalen Ramsey Jr. over here. Mm, I've always oh. seen you as Jalen Ramsey Jr. <laughs> <laughs> oh, lordy. Yeah. Um, are you ready to do picks? And then we'll get Yeah. Out yeah. All let's right. do some picks. So we're obviously not going to do all of them because that'd be like 61 games or something along those lines. Um, I think this is what we can do every week because this is mostly the schedule and kind of how I formulated what this is going to be every week going forward is I want to focus on like that just happened, like what we were talking about at the start of the show, like because I think that's the most interesting part is like reacting to craziness like north texas faking a punt and running it back that's the bread and butter of these kind of podcasts and then little things like cole mcdonald doing fun stuff in hawaii like that's going to be a weekly portion of this podcast also we did not mention the fact that oregon state brought out a turnover change saw change saw that's hard to say chainsaw yeah did you see that like or oklahoma state oh is it oklahoma state please don't tell me it's mike mike gundy I'm not sure which one. I thought it was Oklahoma State. Maybe well, regardless, that need, that needs to stop. That's a trend that needs to stop. So that just happened. Uh, that was forgotten about. It was Oregon but, State. You're right. Yeah. Well, that needs to stop now. I don't see anything that could go wrong there. <laughs> not at all. Not at all. Fair, like it's kind of a funny thing with the whole Beaver thing. I, I'm into it. Oh my gosh! I did not even think about that. That's why. We're here, Jordan. We we help each other across uh, the lines. Thank like, you, I thank you, Chase. I tell you that The Sopranos is not a documentary. <laughs> I thought it was based on true events. I didn't necessarily think it was based. It was a documentary. I thought maybe it was just based on true events. But anyways, we can go to. I wish Polly was a real life figure because <laughs> I would have moved to New Jersey years ago to work under him for the rest of my life. If Polly I mean, Walnuts was a real person, I would be listening to one liners from that man for the rest of my life. Well. Or Junior Soprano, who may actually be a better one-line man than... Uh, <laughs> well, you never know, Chase. They may be real. I mean, you never, you never know. know. You've, you've certainly sowed <laughs> some seeds of doubt um, in this capacity. But, That's what uh, I'm yeah. here to do. The All right, so, pretty good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, so let's get these picks in. I'm going to win. Right, so Power 5. This is what we're going to do. The Power 5 pick it. Like, I went through... All the games, and these are like the five biggest that I think are the most interesting to think about this weekend. And right. we're gonna come back when you um, pick Vanderbilt or whoever, whoever your, your Vanderbilt pick is. We're gonna spend the uh, next 15 South Carolina and Vandy. Uh, sure. Is that one of them? No, I mean, I'm. <laughs> it's very much in the cards, but they're not one of my five on this list. All right. If you'd okay. like to pick Fair. Vanderbilt again, go right ahead. I'm going Vandy. Okay, great. <laughs> Anchor down. <laughs> This is just one of the most bizarre developments of this podcast, uh, the Vanderbilt stuff. Um, but you know what, listeners, you can chime in. My va- my uh, Cole McDonald and Hawaii love or Jordan's propensity to pick Vanderbilt when there is no reason or rationale to pick Vanderbilt on a weekly basis. Derek um, Mason's underrated coach. Anyways, go. go ahead. Is he under? Never mind. I'm not engaging in this again, Jordan. Not, you're not <laughs> getting me to end this podcast. Um, first up, a team that you... Let me see if I have this right. The University of Georgia um, oh, travels mm, to Missouri. Yeah, 
Well, I have gone to, I was at Columbia for Missouri's first SEC game years ago. I'm going with the Bulldogs and uh, they're going to win by three. I'm going to say three touchdowns. But I, but I think, yeah, I, I think that's being kind. This is I think for me. I just I I think that Drew I think that Drew Locke will will find a hole in the defense in the beginning. I think it will sort of be like what happened to Alabama with Ole Miss. I think that they'll probably strike early, but I think that with adjustments made, Georgia's a four quarter team, so I think that they won't in the end have an issue with anything. Yeah, um, I think Georgia wins, but I think that Missouri covers because this might be the best quarterback that uh, Georgia plays this fall. Before Agreed. Alabama. Agreed. Yeah, no, I definitely think he's the best quarterback. Yeah. Other than whoever you'll see in the SEC championship. But um, yeah, he's definitely one of the best quarterbacks in the SEC and it's going to be a good game, but I, I, it's going to be a proving point for the Georgia defense because they're so young against a talented quarterback. So it's going to be interesting. Did they lose two years ago? Wasn't that a loss? Mark Rick's la- or Kirby's first year? Did they lose or was that three years ago? Mizzou. I feel like they lost at Mizzou a couple years ago. I was not at the game I was at. That was the whole grown man football year where they kept yeah. saying that. Um, that was a close game because actually Mizzou was a real was a pretty good team that year. Mm-hmm. Um, but but I am remembering that right? Wasn't it? I, I maybe I'm. Was that the year that Georgia lost to Tennessee too? Sounds on the, right. On the Hail Mary? Was that Grayson Lambert? I'm pretty sure it was Grayson Lambert. Why do we always go back to Grayson Lambert? Oh. Who doesn't want 9 for 13 for 75 yards in one pick? Who you remember when he like that? led the SEC or like the country or something after the South Carolina game because he threw like five touchdowns or something? Oh yeah, the completion percentage <laughs> where he had like twenty five straight completions. Like, yeah, see, see? he's Such fine. J- junk stats, God. Mm-hmm. Um, next up, Texas A&M at Alabama. Oh, that's a tough one. That's a tough one. Here's the thing: uh, the fact that ba- uh, that Saban is twelve and zero against his assistants. I know Saban's gonna win. Um, does Jimmy I just count. I guess he does. Yeah, I mean he yeah. what he was with him at LSU, right? Yeah, I guess yeah. he does. Yeah. Um, I don't know what they're twenty seven point favorite. No, is it that seventeen? Is it seventeen? Sure. I don't have that in front of me. Oh, I don't I, think so. I don't know. I I mean I think that they win by I think they win by two touchdowns. I think it it's a good game. I don't think it's going to be a blowout like Ole Miss. And it if yeah. it is a blowout like Ole Miss, then that shows how scary good Bama is. I mean, I think they've already shown by just beating the living hell out of everybody they've played thus far. But uh, yeah, <laughs> this this was certainly yeah case. Um, yeah. Oh, it's minus twenty seven. Oh, oh I was, yeah, God. yeah. They're that's what I'm saying. Seven. Yeah, oh, give me A&M I don't th- for the points. I think they're losing yeah. this game, but give me A and M covering. I I think so too. Yeah, I don't see that. Stanford traveling to Oregon. Who is going to mm-hmm. be the pretender here? Because Oregon, as I talked about, not a great showing, and there's still some rocky stuff going on there. I love Justin Herbert as a quarterback, but I don't know. I'm still kind of in and out on the Mario Cristobal stuff. Is uh, Bryce Love going to be back? It's a good question. I don't think. See, if Bryce think. Love is not back, I'm going with Oregon. I'm going Stanford either way. Like I think, 
he's just uh i don't know that's a tough one that really is a tough one i but i just i don't see stanford playing i mean they played okay without bryce love but this feels like a david shaw like i'm just going to just put my foot down after this rough start we've started off slow because stanford does this every year they start off slow all the time and now they get to travel to oregon play a team that i think isn't as good as the record shows and yeah give me stanford here okay clemson at georgia tech always weird it feels like this <laughs> it, is on my five it just it's it stood out to me where i was like clemson i know I, it actually is on it's on my list of top games in week four so i i agree i have clemson winning but i think this is going to be really ugly and really weird and we're going to be like how did this game turn out to be like 34 31 right i i agree i think it's going to be either a touchdown or a field goal difference um but i think clemson comes away with it. And I think it shows more people again, how many holes that their team truly does have. Now, I wonder if I think they said that um, Kelly Bryant was, it wasn't as big of an issue. I think it was like a chest bruise or something like his injury that he got this past week. So it's going to be interesting to see if they start Trevor Lawrence or if they start Kelly, because if Trevor starts, I think the game's going to be even closer than we think Hmm. just because he's a freshman. I mean, he's one of these, he's a, great quarterback i mean if not the best of his class so um but he could make freshman mistakes yeah i think it's uh it's gonna be a weird one on the road and it just it does feel like these are the games that are always weird like miami was that way i mean georgia mm-hmm. tech beat florida state a couple of years ago at home i they, it's just the cards the stars are aligning where it's like Tech lost two brutal games to South Florida and Pitt back to back. They lost the running back for the season. People are counting them out. Like it's just they all that goodwill that they had going in, hiring Nate Woody as their new DC, rejuvenating everything, Taquan Marshall taking the next step and all that kind of stuff. Like I just I haven't liked what I've seen from Clemson and I just think Georgia Tech is gonna play them really well. Clemson Agreed. Win, but yeah. close. Well, Last I'm with one, you on this that. This is weird. Mm-hmm. I promise this is a weird one, but I have my reasons. TCU at Texas. Um, huh. I have TCU. Tom Herman. That might be a shocker. Yeah. No, I I think I'd go TCU on this. I'm not convinced that Texas truly knows how to win. I mean, I know they had a big win over USC this past week, but um, USC sucks. Clay Helton is one and nine against teams he's uh not favored to beat. Like he's not an upset guy. Like they win every game they're supposed to win, and he just loses every game he's supposed to lose. Which is, if you're USC, this is just it's. It's not good, but um, he's going to be great at Ole Miss next year. I think Clay Helton is going to get Ole Miss back on track. I think he is you the think perfect guy for them. Yeah. Really? It's going to be either like him or uh, who else makes sense? Like, because I think he's from Florida or Alabama. You think one year? You think one year they're getting rid of that guy? Uh, their interim. Oh, I Luke thought that whatever. he would. Yeah, 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 yeah. So you think? I mean, they're. For sure, gonna go play. Probation. I guess that's what it depends on. I don't know. How right, many more years because probation. I think, I think maybe one more year after this year. Mm-hmm. Well, the good news is that Hugh Freeze has definitely did some uh, self uh, reflection, <laughs> and he's definitely learned from his mistakes and not blaming the cultural climate for his absence right. on sidelines. It's of great, course. great to see. Yeah. Well, he's <laughs> well. That's the type of I guess um, you know his his peers can make excuses and still have their job and, and blame others like Urban Meyer, you know? Mm, there you go. Um, so. A lot of great stuff there. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> um, I'm going TCU on that pick. I'm going TCU. I think TCU so will. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
it's Texas. It was a good win. Herman needed to win at home against uh, the freshman on the road, and they were favored and all that kind of stuff. And it was a good win. Sam Ellering, I still have some questions about, but I think this is going to be really fun and high scoring and entertaining. But I just, I think following a loss like that, TCU just had. I think Sean Robinson's a lot better than what we saw this week. Um, TCU is just, they're not Ohio State, but I do think they're a better overall team right now than Agreed. Texas. And I just, it, Gary Patterson, I just, you got to give me the edge here. And I think it's going to be a shocker to people that Texas lose this game because now that Texas beat USC, I feel like people are, yeah, but them and I'm that's, like, ah, I no, I will not talk back into them until they actually prove something. I mean, they thought they were going to be a contender hiring tom herman as it was which it was a great hire love tom herman but was you beat you i i, I liked tom herman it's i fine. think are we sure uh, than charlie strong are we sure well no i think they should okay. not have run out charlie strong if i had to choose between those two coaches i would always go with charlie strong i think he was he's getting he got really rough treatment but that's a whole different ball game and whole different story to talk about but he's done what he's needed to do down in south florida taking big wins down there so yeah next coach of arkansas charlie strong (laughs) i like it you heard it here first hey i could see i think he was an assistant at arkansas years ago i'd like him in arkansas i'd like him there too i think he would do he deserves a power five job and i want for sure sec like for sure yeah um he's got an sec quarterback that's true that is true uh, <laughs> speaking of, I think Arkansas made a change at quarterback after losing at home to North Texas. So well, they should probably the Cole do Kelly that. era is over. What was your favorite <laughs> moment, Jordan? Um, nothing. Okay, not the four picks <laughs> that he threw this past Saturday at home. Um, no, not not really. No, mm. there was nothing really going for me there. Speaking of, how many people do you think know off the top of their head who Arkansas's current head coach is? Is he the most like anonymous figure right now in college football? I feel like he is. To be perfectly honest, I had to triple check my sources at the beginning of the season because I forgot. I forget every week. <laughs> I, I really do. I I mean, the SEC made a lot of hires, but, or I mean, Chad college football Morris in general. Is the most forgettable head coach in college football, I think, especially in a Power Five conference. I just, yeah, it was, um, yeah, I don't, I never really understood that hire, but they're now wanting them gone. They, those Arkansas fans, those Pig Suey fans, they think that they deserve the world. So the world well, should be given. AD. Which is not good. Who went to Kansas? Jeff Long. And uh, I, I don't know. And Kansas, two and one. We should mention them. Yes, I had it. Yep. Mm-hmm. That was, uh, what, 55-14 against the Rutgers? Granted, Rutgers are, th- they're terrible, but that's two consecutive. Yeah, that's, they're just really I bad. I writer on the podcast a couple weeks ago. And Arthur, it's Arthur Sitkowski, not Arthur. Um, true freshman. Four-star quarterback, best quarterback records has had in a long time, and he like threw three picks and they lost to Kansas. And they got blown out by Kansas, which is just like, if you're a Power Five school, do you just cancel football at that point? Like, it's just <laughs> maybe rock bottom. I mean, that's the first time that they won two games in a row since '09. Mm-hmm. Not great, but uh, <laughs> I, I've always said that when Kansas is uh, good at football, then college football is back. Like once we get back to the Missouri versus Kansas uh, for the big game with Herb Street and. Uh, Musburger, then uh, we know college football is back on track. Right? Well, I don't know if we're quite there yet, but uh, we're getting closer. We're inching closer. Mm-hmm. All right, Jordan. Um, do you have anything else on your notepads that we missed that you want to mention? Uh, no, just that Georgia's a number two and Clemson's a number three and Auburn's all the way down at number 11 for me. That's it. Okay. 
Um, that's great. Glad that uh, <laughs> there is some professionalism and a lot of maturity being shown here at the end of this podcast, Jordan. Oh, that last second, that last second kick by LSU, you know. All right, Jordan. Thank you so much, as always, for coming on the podcast. I'm going to cut that last 15 seconds to make it <laughs> a seamless transition to the end of this podcast. But uh, <gasps> shots aside, I really do appreciate it. And this is fun. I'm glad we're doing this every week. Of course. I can't wait till next week. See which uh, who had the most picks right. Okay. Yeah. I, down. I don't know where you're going with that sentence. I didn't. I, did, I didn't. Shot. Well, you know what? Maybe I should go have another shot. Maybe that's there what I go. need. Did you have yep. a shot? You were drinking Bud no, Light like 15 well, minutes I, ago. No, what I haven't had happening? a shot. <laughs> well, you know what? It's getting closer to game time here in Chicago. So Right. You have a game to cover. Yeah, I do. I better go. All right. Bye, Jordan. <laughs> bye. And that'll do it for today's episode of the Chase Thomas Podcast. I uh, just want to remind you guys, if you like today's episode and you are subscribed on Apple Podcasts or iTunes, I would really appreciate it if you could take a second, leave the show a five-star rating and a review. If uh, you're not an Apple Podcast listener, remember you can find the show on Spotify, TuneIn Radio, SoundCloud, Stitcher, uh, Google Play, or wherever else you get your podcasts. Uh, be sure to check out ChaseThomasPodcast.com where you can access all of my previous episodes and also find all my writing. I'm writing there fairly often. And also follow me on Twitter at Chase underscore Thomas and like the Facebook page at facebook.com slash Chase Thomas Writer. Uh, thank you for your support and we'll be back with another episode very soon. Thanks guys. Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in the new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series premiering Sunday, June 6th, only on Showtime.